Welcome to the Sports Season Podcast. I'm your host, John Contreras, with your co-host, Adam Garcia. And today we have three topics about, about sports, NFL and basketball, and we have, I guess, a doubleheader, which is very unusual for us. Yeah, um, I guess we got a quick podcast, I guess, since, well, the one we posted was on Thursday for last week. We're giving y'all one for Tuesday, which we normally did before we took that break. And then, yeah, I guess we're doing Tuesday again is what it looks like. Um, yeah, because yeah. Yeah, uh, the time recording this, which is basically 2 a.m., it is Tuesday. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, Monday night just happened, so we'll make sure to go over that. But, you know... Um, before we start this, let's just give a quick shout out to y'all because um, y'all are amazing. Support at three. Like, two hundred fucking two hundred plays, like um, that, that's just insane. Yeah. Like even though we, we may not be the richest, but we mm-hmm. but we do know our sports knowledge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank y'all for all of that, and let's get into this. All right. So, so the NBA officially allowed trades today, and there were some today. And you um, know what it means. Hold on, you know what it means for when it's trade. It's trade season. Every team, every player is going to make super teams. Yep, it's trade season in the NBA. Like, like, hold on. There's going to be some. You know, I think we should talk about this since it's not like national trade. But J- we're going to talk about James Harden because I want to. James mm-hmm. Harden, he 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 is. He wants out of out of um Houston, and turned down to and turned down a fifty million dollar contract for a year, which would have been two years, which is hundred million. And that mm-hmm. he would have been the first player to do that. And then he says he wants out because Russ, Russ, Russell Westbrook is basically out of the door at this point, and basically the the GM there's no GM and coach right now. So yep. there's three destinations, but Harden does want to go to but the but Harden wants to wants to go to Brooklyn to team up with Kyrie and KD. But another po- but two other possibilities are are the, the Philadelphia 76ers and the, the Milwaukee Bucks. You may trade today which we're going to talk about. I want to give you what's your opinion on these? Um well, you know, James Harden obviously we're talking about a top 5 player in the league right now. The best scorer we've seen in the basketball since and I don't know probably I mean, um even like uh, Jordan didn't put up as many like numbers as probably Harden's Alan Iverson when he was in his prime. Okay, yeah, we'll say AI or maybe like a prime LeBron or something like that. But yeah, and again, like James Harden, of course, we know he's putting up phenomenal numbers. Um, obviously, he's been in Houston now. I think nine years, something like that. Yeah, seven years. Yeah, yeah then, basically since he was since he was traded. Yeah, since he's been traded, he stayed loyal to Houston, and I don't, I'm not surprised by this. I just thought it would happen sooner, but now that, like, Harden is literally doing everything for that team, and they're still making the playoffs, but they just get first round exited, and if not, it's second round every time, except for that one year with CP3 that they made it to the conference finals, but then we all know what happened there. So... James Harden is a phenomenal talent. I think he just went into his 30s. Um, he's still a phenomenal scorer of the basketball. And 
you know, it's already confirmed he wants out, so he will probably be leaving. But we just don't know who. It's probably down to those three teams that you said. And, you know, I want to talk about this trade to Brooklyn right now. I don't know if you agree with me, John, on this, but I don't I don't see this working out. I don't see this working out for them. You know, obviously, like, this would form a super team. But, you know, we got three ball-dominant players. James Harden, obviously, puts up 35 points a game. Kyrie puts up, like, 27. KD puts up, like, 30. Like, obviously, KD is less reliant with the ball. Like, okay, he doesn't have to have the ball in his hands, like, most of it. But Kyrie and Harden do, so I don't know if, like, that'll work with just, like, three ball-dominant players and then get rid of get rid of ball time for, like, Karis LeVert or Spencer Dinwiddie or something like that. So, I don't see that trade working. I think the best trade, in my opinion, is to the Sixers. You know, I'd like to see him, Ben Simmons, and Joel Embiid just run the East and just see how they do. Maybe Harden list them to where they can go past the second round and go to the finals, nonetheless. So, I'm very excited if that actually does happen. And then, like, last scenario, last case scenario for the Bucks, um, obviously, they won't give up Giannis. So, Giannis and Harden, this will definitely convince Giannis to stay here in Milwaukee, even if they don't win a championship, because that future is bright with Harden and Giannis. But, you know, that... that Two best players in the league right there. I don't care about LeBron and Anthony Davis. Giannis and James Harden would make the two best players in the league just run the East. And already without like James Harden, the Buccaneer, the Bucks are just rolling through the East already. So imagine with Harden, we'll definitely be seeing the Bucks in the finals. Um, I want to get my opinions first. Like, like the Bucks have like, even though, even though they, if they don't get Harden, they're already, they're already making an effort to, to make Giannis stay. Because, because, like I said, we're gonna, there's gonna be a trade that we're gonna talk about in just a bit. But I don't think that they, they would have like the trade pieces. Like, I know they would have to trade like Chris Middleton, probably like Brooke Lopez. They just trade Dante, Dante DiVincenzo, so that's that's not an option they, they already traded eric blitz and they're like i'm gonna stop, stop talking about those but whatever but i i don't i don't think the bucks would be hat would have like the assets and, and the picks to do it like they would have to probably give up like the whole future but which if they do it's pretty risky because we all know Giannis is on his probably final year's contract after this and he's gonna go to free agency 2021 and um, and if they just trade their whole future and, and get Harden, like and, and like let's say like a first round exit happens, like that's not going to convince Giannis to stay. Like that's just pretty risky. But even but even if they still get Harden, Giannis leaves, they're still going to be good. So uh, yeah, I don't know. But Philly is a different situation. Well, they do have some assets. I don't think they're great ones. Like. Tobias Harris, they probably wouldn't want Al Horford. Zaire Smith, Shake Milton. I don't think there would be any like for trade other than with picks. And Sixers are not willing to trade. Ben Simmons are willing to be, so that's already gone right there. And I, the only reason I want Harden to come to Philly is because I just want somebody to be happy about this year. And um, final is Brooklyn, which 
they do have like let's just be honest they do have like the best chance because they do have the most assets like Spencer Dinwiddie Karis Verge Joe Harris Jared Allen Judge Jordan like those are some great assets right there and plus they, they plus they can use some picks with that too but like Ab said it's too ball dominant between like Kem Durant and, and Kyrie Irving while like while Kyrie's just like he needs well when he needs to be effective, he, he needs to have the ball in his hand because he's just a, dy- a, a dynamic scorer. And we all know how great of a scorer Kyrie is on the offensive end, but he's not that great player in defense and he's not a good leader like how we saw in Boston. And Kevin Durant, like, he is a pretty good scorer, like one of the best scorers in the league, probably, probably second or first. I think that's pretty agreeable right there, if you say so. Oh, yeah. But, but um, even though Kevin Durant doesn't really need the ball in his hand, he, he would still want the ball in his hands because, like, you know, he's Kevin Durant. He wants to score. He's averaging, like, last season, like, he was like he was actually healthy and before he tore his Achilles in the finals was, I think it was averaging 30, if I'm right. I think it was, like, 29-30, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, probably an MVP candidate right there at that time, but... I don't, it, could, it, it probably couldn't work because, like, y'all know how, like, Ru- Russ and Harden did. Like, we all had great expectations for them. Like, probably, like, a second round or first or like second round uh, like at least right oh yeah that's where, like, that's probably where we all expected them but they just disappointed like they didn't work even with offensive genius Mike D'Antoni and like it didn't work because like Harden and Westbrook are two ball dominant players that need the ball in their hands to be effective while, while like Westbrook is a bit a bit of a d- better defender than Harden like like for him to be eff- for Westbrook to be effective, he needs the ball in his hand, and that's why it didn't work. And plus, even though they trade for Robert Covington, which is which played which they played small ball, which made um Clint Capella useless because Harden and, and Westbrook could just it was just clogged the paint, which made Capella useless. That's why they went permanent small ball with Covington at center. Okay, I'm gonna stop talking about Harden because it's about to be long, but whatever. That, that, that those are just our opinions about it, and. If the trade does happen, we're we're gonna we're gonna be on that. Oh yeah, for sure. We got our sources on that already. So, all right, let's start with the AK Woj bombs and Sham bombs. We gotta put Shams in there. Shams drops a lot of bombs as well. And yeah, but no one cares. All right, so <laughs> we'll talk about one that literally just recently happened a couple hours ago. And that is the second trade the Bucks did of the day, which was receiving Bogdan Bogdanovich, a young star from the Sacramento Kings. So they gave up Dante DiVincenzo, Ursan Ilyasova, and DJ Wilson. What do you think? Um, to me, it didn't make sense because, like, why would you tear up your team when you already like made a trade earlier for for another star player, which we're gonna talk about in a bit. Like I said again, but. To me, like, I think Dante DiVincenzo has, like, more of a ceiling than Bogdan Bogdanovich because I think Bogdan's already reached his potential, his ceiling, because, like, he's just really just a scorer, a scorer, like, three-point, like, a three-point, he's a shooter. Like, he can't really defend, he can't box out anyone, like, he, like he's basically just useless, but, like, like, on defense, but he would be, like, like I said, like, shooters are very useful on, on, um, Contending teams like JJ Redick, he would be he would be valuable for a team like like the Lakers. He he'd be valuable for the team like, like the Bucks because they need shooting. 
and and, the, and Giannis's teams are are built around shooting, and it makes sense. But you need some defensive players in there as well. And Dante Divincenzo, in my opinion, plays better defense. While while DJ Wilson like mostly rode the bench the entire time, Ersan Ilyasova I think got some playing time. If I'm correct, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's been the backup power forward. <laughs> yeah, he got some play time. He's he's basically just a stretch big, and like. He has a good, he has a good three point, a decent three point shot. It's, it used to be better, but not really anything's gonna say about him other than like his three point shot, like because it, well, it fits the system. That's what I just about it. What, what do you have to say? Well, you know, this was of course the second trade that happened for the Bucks, as I said, and then obviously the one we're gonna talk about next. But you know, this proves that. They're going all out to keep Giannis. You know, they're trying to win this year to get Giannis that ring or at least make it to the finals. You mean conference finals? To say. I don't even think conference finals, let's say. I think it's got to be the finals here. But, you know, I mean, Bogdan Bogdanovich is a very good shooter, as you said. Um, very like very very helpful for a contending team but yeah I don't I don't get it as well like I completely agree with you like I don't know why they would make this trade after they put Drew Holiday well make this trade already well I already said it but whatever we'll talk about it really I'm spoiling everything but anyway like I don't get this trade to be honest but well Bucks got Bogdanovich so helpful to them all right since i just said it all right so one of the blockbuster trades of the day drew holiday is going to the milwaukee bucks for eric bledsoe george hill two future pick swaps and three first round picks uh, what is your opinion on that i think the bucks you have too much i'm gonna be honest like giving up eric I, okay the players i agree with but the picks like that's like five picks that they possibly gave up because like Drew Drew Holiday isn't a bona fide star. Well, he's not a superstar. Like that's the package you give up for like a player like like that's more or or this for like for like a James Harden or like a or like a Joel Embiid or like a Ben Simmons or like a LeBron or um or like a Kawhi. This this was literally almost that the the um the Thunder the Paul George trade. Yeah, the Paul George trade. Yeah, they get like 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 Clippers gave up. No, no. Yeah, yeah, it was Clippers that gave up so many picks. Yeah, yeah but yeah, but we're getting off tracks. Not about playoff B. Yeah, but um, what was it about again? Okay, Drew Holiday. Okay, Drew Holiday. Um, this has kind of been a longer rumored move, but like not not with the Bucks, but like it's been like rumored that he's been that he's been getting traded like all season and going to the off season like. It's been long rumored for this, and Drew Holiday, I think, would be a very valuable, very valuable option for for the Bucks because I think because he is a better, he is a better defender than Eric Bledsoe, better, better shooter, better, better ball handler. So what I'm basically saying is that Drew Holiday is basically a better player than Eric Bledsoe. And then like I I think like the only problem I have with it is that like they give too many picks with it, and George Hill like. He's just a veteran point guard that that did well in the playoffs. I think in twenty nineteen, I don't know if he did well this year, which I don't think he did. But I don't think so. But yeah, yeah. But year. like George Hill, like he came clutch in the the twenty nineteen finals. Like he he even started over Eric Bledsoe because that's how bad he is in the playoffs. And and they need a player that, that can do good in the playoffs because like Chris Milton and Eric Bledsoe, we all know 
it's been like long documented right now um, like long documented that Chris Milton and Eric Lester are not getting the playoffs while like Chris Milton has like can have some good moments in the playoffs like how he did in the in, 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 in um, semifinals in, in, yeah game game five where um, Chris Milton had a clutch shot to, to to win the game and to push it again to game five but we all know the Bucks lost to the so like Chris Middleton can come up big in the playoffs. It's just it's just he, he needs to choose why. He's a choose win. Mm-hmm. I the overall opinion on this is that like I I agree with the players, but I don't agree with the picks. Yeah, I completely agree with this. Literally, this is what the Bucks needed right here is someone like Drew Holiday. I did not think he had a chance of going to the Bucks, but. He did, but yeah, this is just way too much the Bucks gave up. Like, I think Paul George, they gave up like six first round picks or something like that. Yeah, isn't that including pick swaps as well? Yeah, a lot of pick swaps as well, but obviously Drew Holiday isn't Paul George, but you know, Drew Holiday's a very good shooting guard to have, is one of the best defending shooting guards in the league, can give you about 15 points a night. I mean, that's what the Bucks needed right there to go along with Cash Money and Giannis. Obviously, now Eric Bledsoe is gone and George Hill is gone. So what are they thinking there? Maybe go out and sign a point guard. That's what they're looking at, I guess, right now. Because I do I, not know their point guard right now. Hold on. I need to jump in really quick. If they're gonna do that, then they're gonna have to use their mid-level exception because yeah, their like that situation is so bad. They're, they're not gonna get anyone good, but I I don't know their point guard right now, so I, I'm guessing they're just gonna have to go get like someone on the minimum. But anyway, I mean like it. I mean like Drew Holiday can't play point guard. Like they already have like enough depth at point guard with like with like subtraction and Doctor Givenchuk, so like Pat Connaughton, which he's honestly wait I think. I think it's one of free agency here, if I'm correct. I don't know. But Drew Holiday is exactly what the Bucks needed. And this helps further their odds going past the conference finals and hopefully making it to the finals. And one of these trades, probably one of the most boring trades, but still very useful. And Portland, the Trailblazers are getting Robert Covington for... Trevor Ariza, a first-round pick in 2020 and 2021. So the Blazers no longer have their next two first-round picks. And, of course, they give up Ariza, but get Robert Covington back. What do you think? I think, honestly, I, th- I think the Rockets won this trade because, like, you basically gave up, like, Clint Capella for basically for Robert Covington, which is basically, like, um, probably a 30-game rental. It was basically like a rental, and then they trade him to. They basically flipped him to the to the Blazers for like Trevor Ariza, which he's not good anymore, not as good, not as good as a role player that he used to be. And they got two picks out of it, and I would take that as a win. And I think another thing that's clear about this is that the Rockets are blowing up their team. Like, like possibly Eric Eric Gordon could be traded, like, like, like that. Like the Rockets are. I are blowing up their team. They realize that they're not going to win with this team unless they have like another pass, like the passers point guard, like Chris Paul, which is why they were so good that year. But now, now front offices realize that, and now they're just they're just like 
we need to get as much assets as possible. Just blow up the whole team. We're not gonna. This team is not contending even even if we have Harden. So basically, my the summary of this is is basically like um, Rockets won this trade because they got picks and and oh I forgot to talk about the Blazers side. Um, the Blazers, um, I think are the losers because even though they get a good three and D, one of the best three and D players in, in, in the NBA right now, Robert Covington. Like you would, but you give that much for him. Like he's, even though he's gonna help you with your possible playoff push, which you almost lost it. Which you almost lost it, but the bubble happened, so that's why they made it. But I, I don't think the Blazers can can contend either. I, I feel like they that they should blow up their team as well. Like these are, because I feel like these are two teams that should blow up their teams. But the rock, the summary is that is. Uh, both teams should blow up their teams, and and the Rockets won the straight because of the because the picks. I 100% agree as well. Um, I think the Rockets clearly win this. You know, they're getting two first round picks for Robert Covington. I know Robert Covington's, of course, you said one of the best three and D players in the league. Like, I mean, like he's getting up there in age, and obviously he wasn't where he was in Minnesota, so. They get Trevor Ariza back, who is really effectful for them. And then, obviously, he's not who he was, though, so that probably won't tradition transit into anything. So, that basically is that. But the first round picks should be very helpful. So, they'll have around like the 20th pick around. So, what they're looking at, maybe like inside the 20, around 17 to 19, I think. But. You know, and then they get their 2021, which will honestly probably be the same. So there's that. And I think Brockets clearly win this trade. So we're going to the blockbuster. We're going to the blockbuster trade of the day. That happened this morning. If I'm it correct. happened around noon to, I think it happened around 11 central time for us. But the shocking team of the NBA bubble, the team that went undefeated, the Phoenix Suns, so close to making the playoffs, just now received a point guard, which they desperately needed. CP3 is going to the Phoenix Suns, along with Abdul Nader, but the Thunder are receiving Ricky Rubio, Kelly Ubring, Ty Jerome, Jalen Lacroix, and a 2022 first round pick. What do you think of this blockbuster trade? I mean, like, I I think I, I don't think I, I can declare a loser. I think these, this is trade for this good trade for both teams. But the only problem I have with the Thunder with the Thunder package was that they got for for Chris Paul is that I thought they sh- I think they should have asked for more for more picks because like we all know Chris Paul is still good even though he's in his mid 30s to late. If I'm correct. Mm-hmm on that and he did exceptionally well in the playoffs like we all know that and like and he, and he was almost like the, the reason why that at the Thunder almost upset the, Ru- the Russell Westbrook and James Harden th- sorry Rockets in the first round but we, we also know that they pushed it to game 7 against against two ball dominant players and two great ones too and that's very impressive for the Thunder and now and now they trade Chris Paul for for Ricky Rubio and and all those players, which the, the reason why the Thunder win this trade is because they get all these assets now, along with Danilo Gallinari, 
they get they get Ricky Rubio, Kelly Oubre, which are two great young young. Actually, no, Ricky Rubio is is basically um a worse version of Chris Paul, as I can say. Oh, that. Yeah. And Kelly Oubre is is our is seventeen point per game score. That's I think is in. In his I think mid, he's mid twenties, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, it's still assets. Yeah, I think they got a lot of assets from it, and and um, they get a pick from this, which is good for just good for the Thunder. And then the reason why the Suns win is because this they got the point guard that they've been needing for so many years, and now like now Devin Booker has some help along with DeAndre Ayton, which I feel like the Suns did this because like the Suns front office now is going to start realizing that. That Devin Booker is gonna complain it, and if they don't do anything, it's it's gonna it's gonna um come to um uh, him wanting out of Phoenix, and Suns realize that, and and there's and they made a big trade for Chris Paul, which I think is a good trade because like Chris Paul, we all know doesn't need the ball in his hands; he's pass first point guard, and he and he'll get he'll give the ball to Devin Booker and DeAndre, and like he'll do that. But 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 if he can't do that, then he'll take himself. And do I think that the Suns are a playoff team? Yes, but are they contender? No, they're not. I'm sorry, but they're probably they're just a first round exit. Yes, hundred percent. But man, this trade, like like you, I I can't declare a loser and winner right now. We're like we're actually gonna have to see how this plans out. But man, what a trade this was. CP3, obviously, the leader of that OKC Thunder team that almost upset the Rockets in seven, like you said. But unfortunately, didn't. I just, I don't know, man. Like, Chris Paul did so well for the Thunder. I was like, hey, maybe they try and run it back. Maybe see if they can get it past. But, you know, they trade Chris Paul, which I understand. He has value right now because off this playoffs and the season he had, they get value and a lot of value for him. They get a first round pick. They get a young Kelly Oubre, Ty Jerome, and then Jalen Lacroix. And then, of course, Ricky Rubio, but he's not young and really not that good, to be honest. But, you know, it was a very, very good trade. Whenever I saw this on my phone, uh, man, I was just in shock because, like, we, we were not discussing about the Suns. I mean, it popped up a couple days ago that obviously they were in trade talks with the Thunder. Yeah, hold on. I'm sorry, but I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but in really quick. But literally, like the teams that that were like that we all thought Chris Paul was going to be traded from, going to be traded to was either like the Sixers or or the Bucks. There's like even like back to the Clippers as well, which I didn't see that, but yeah. CP those are Kemba Walker trade numbers. CP3 is a son now, so this team obviously, yeah, I think they're a playoff team now, but contenders, no, not at all. But you know, this is a very young, promising Phoenix Suns team. I think the Thunder are gonna now go into tank mode like how they thought last year. But the Suns team, man, like the Western Conference just keeps getting better. And it's gonna be exciting to see these Suns. Alright, we are down to two trades left. This one was literally the boring trade out of all of them, but I guess we gotta talk about it. So 
Bruce Brown, which was actually a pretty good role player for the Pistons, one of their bright spots, is going to Brooklyn for um, Dazan Musa, the, the really good shooter out of Brooklyn. And then Detroit also gets a 2021 second round pick. So if you want to give your opinion on this trade. I don't want to, though, but I'm going to have to just for the viewers because we'll do anything besides kill ourselves. <laughs> but anyway, besides that, um, Bruce Brown, yeah, like he's been a pretty good role player for the for the Pistons. Like, has been one of the bright spots along with Christian Wood, another breakout player, which no one speaks about him, which he's pretty mm-hmm. good. But Bruce Brown, like, I think this is a dub for for um the Nets because they get a really good um role player up to attach their um, playoff team and contender. Uh, okay, I'm going to refrain from contender because KD is Achilles. That's why I'm going to refrain from saying contender. But playoff team that could possibly contend. That's what I'm saying, possibly. But but I think that the Nets do win this because they do get a really good young, really good, I think, young or mid tw- mid twenties. So I'm correct about that one. What about Bruce Brown? Yeah, um, if you can search that really quick. Sure, I will search it up. He is 24. Yeah, young. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yep, he's a young, he's a young role player, and that'll help the Nets win. And the Pistons lost because they, they, because even though they don't, they, they don't need it. They don't need Zion and Musa. Like what, what? Like if you're gonna ask for like that good of a role player, then like just ask for like more seconds. Like why don't you just give him yeah. one? I mean, but Musa's really young. I mean, he's 21. He's 6'9". He can shoot the ball. I, I don't know. I'm honestly thinking that, that the Nets won this trade. I mean, not the Nets, the Pistons. I'm honestly liking the Pistons right here because they get a good young role player right here and a second. So I would take that for Bruce Brown as well. But, yeah, I mean, this trade was so boring, but... I had to talk about it because it was a trade that happened. But let's go to the last trade, which was, I mean, like, I don't like it because it involved a team I don't like. But uh, the Los Angeles Lakers are receiving Dennis Schroeder, arguably should have won sixth man of the year. I think so, but whatever. To the OKC Thunder for Danny Green and the 28th pick. And it is almost confirmed Danny Green does not want to play for the Thunder. So I'm pretty sure he's just going to hit free agency or they'll release him. Hey, go Spurs. I'd like I'm a reunion. I'm just kidding about that. I'm just kidding about that. I don't want him back. He defended Kawhi. But that's, again, a whole nother episode that'll probably never happen. <laughs> Just like that Tom Brady overrated thing, but anyway, we're getting off topic. Well, I'm getting off topic, but um, Dennis Schroeder, like he's had, he's he's been pretty good for OKC. Like even though he's not been the starter, he's been pretty good on the bench. He's been like a Lou Williams and Montrez Harrell kind of player. Well, not well, not kind of like them, but just like basically like the same impact that they have off the bench. Yeah, like, yeah. you know what I mean, right? That, so that's what I'm saying. You even though he did better than the playoffs than both of them. But again, another time. But 
Um, I think the Lakers is this is a dub trade for the Lakers. I'm I know. I mean, steal for this. Like, 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 why would you trade? Like, why would you get this this little for like a possible for a candidate for the sixth man of the year? Like, that's like giving up Lou Williams for for basically like a Bro, bag of chips. He averaged twenty points last year. Like, Dan- yeah, okay, Danny Green's a pretty good role player, but like, you had to give up some like some picks. Like, he's asked for some picks, but uh, as long as Danny Green goes, I don't know. I'm just, probably, um, probably, probably gonna say, probably gonna say the Nets because everyone wants to go there now. <laughs> but you know, let's, if he signs with the team, then we're gonna be on that. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't, see, I didn't say the bad word. All right, we, we'll be on that. We'll be on that. But, yeah, like, Dennis Schroeder, I mean, this is a steal. This is just a robbery right here. Like, Dennis Schroeder is now a Laker. They get their point guard. He'll definitely be starting. LeBron moves back to small forward. Um, their shooting guard, I mean, Caldwell Pope opt out. Danny Green's not there anymore, so I honestly don't know. Rondo's a free agent, so I don't know what happens to him. And then, obviously, LeBron AD, which is now a free agent, he declined. So, I mean, there's a chance he could leave. I don't think so, but yeah, yeah, he's most likely that, like super max or whatever. And then, um, I mean, maybe they go get Demarcus Cousins, but probably Javale McGee is still their center. So. I mean, obviously, Lakers coming off the, the NBA Finals. And, you know, LeBron, AD, of course, they want to run it back. And then, but obviously, they knew they weren't going to run it back with the same team, you know? Like, they had too many scares. Even though their playoff success was just incredibly easy against the Clippers this year. I mean, they struggled heavily. And then against some other good, very good teams, they struggled. But... Obviously, they didn't get to match up against them against the playoffs. So, easy NBA Finals win, but that's for another time. And then, now they get Dennis Schroeder. They get their point guard. So, and he's only 27, so you got him for a couple years. And then, Danny Green, like, I already confirmed he's probably not going to play for the Thunder. I mean, that's what Chris Paul did, but he played, but... And then the 28th pick, which I think is actually pretty good. At least they get a first-round pick for Schroeder, but they should ask for a lot more for this. Like, this is just highway robbery on that trade. But that's it for the trade so far. I mean, there's probably going to be trades every day. So I guess next time we upload, we'll stay up to date on that. Why do I feel like that's just gonna be like something? I'm just gonna be honest. I feel like there's gonna be like a trade where it's gonna be like, where it's like, oh, Russell Westbrook gets traded to the Knicks for basically the whole I team. Honestly, it might happen. Like, hold on. I'm gonna say something now. Westbrook like wants to be traded to a team that that allows him to do what he wants on the court, and those are gonna be teams that are that are, mm-hmm. that are tanking and are trying to like are that are trying to like. Hope to attract his free agents. That's why I think the net. The, I don't the get why, he, why people think he's going to the Clippers. Like, he is not. Anywhere. I mean, it wouldn't work out. Let's just, let's just yeah. be honest. It wouldn't work out. Because, like, because, like, Kawhi. Oh, like, wait. Oh, no, no. Kawhi's a super ball dominant player, bro. This man averages like 28, and he always asks for the ball. 
Well, yeah, well, yeah, but like my my point, like, is that like he he's like a good defender, and like like sometimes he just doesn't yeah. ball in his hands, and Westbrook like needs it. But I think a better fit would be a Kemba, but that's another time again. We're getting off topic too much, so let's just go on to the, let's just go on to our next. All topic right, back with it. our weekly reactions and predictions. So week ten just wrapped up a couple hours ago with Monday Night Football. Can we just give Can we just give a short uh, reaction really quick to Monday night? I was gonna save that. Oh, no, no, right. so uh, this is a weird week to be honest. There's a lot of actually entertaining games. I mean, almost every game was decided like ten points or fewer. But it was a very good week, I would say. Fairly decent. For you, so it I'll was. Get to that whenever we discuss your team. Yeah. Okay, I'm just gonna say one word. My my word is depression. Man. I I was sad, like literally, mm-hmm. like uh, I'm I'm thankful I have NFL Game Pass. So I can wa- if you watch every game, but like I was so mad, that, I was so depressed and mad mm-hmm. that, that the Eagles lost. That mm-hmm. I didn't, well, I didn't we'll leave that whenever we talk about the Eagles. All right. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. My, that's what I'm saying. Word, word of the week, and hopefully not next week. So, Depression. obviously, we talked about Thursday night between the Colts and the Titans. Obviously, Colts manhandled them. So, let's start. Hold on. I think we hold on. I think we should start doing this right now. We're like, if we accidentally like um, put if we put a game, it's like say we talk about Thursday night again, and like someone in some of our videos don't watch it, so we'll put a game a quick rundown of while we get on. Um, all right, so yeah, the Colts just, I mean, took control in the second and third quarter. Um, Titans had the lead, and they literally they had the lead at halftime, and they did not score a single point in the in the second half. Philip Rivers was pretty good. They actually ran the ball really well. Their receiving core was amazing. Um, Ryan Tannehill was absolutely horrible. Derrick Henry, even though he didn't find the end zone, actually had a really good day. Um, their receivers sucked. Their defense sucked. The Titans and the Colts prove why they're the number one, holding the arguably best running back in the NFL to not even a touchdown and proving why they're probably the best defense in the league. All right, let's get on to our reactions to the week and predictions. So let's start off. I guess these are the 12 o'clock games. So um, obviously this one... Texans and Browns. I was actually kind of hyped up for this because I could actually watch this one, but no, this was a natural rain delay that happened, so the game was delayed. Wasn't it like almost forty? Wasn't it like almost forty minutes? It happened at twelve thirty, so the game restarted at twelve thirty. But to the game anyway. Deshaun Watson um, really didn't have that good of a game. Not that Deshaun Watson game. 163 yards, a touchdown, didn't have a pick, but still not that type of Deshaun Watson game. Obviously, David Johnson's injured, so Duke Johnson got the load, did not do that well. I mean, their receivers was just not good either. Like, Cobb, Cooks, and Fuller combined for, I think, under just under 100 yards, so not good for them. The defense was actually pretty good, and I mean, Holding one of the best run run attacks to, um, I mean, they still had almost like 200 yards, but 
I mean, keeping the game close and not letting Baker Mayfield have a good day. So that's good for them. To the Browns, Baker Mayfield was horrible, but they didn't have to worry about that. Baker didn't have a touchdown or pick. He had 132 yards passing in total. And then it was Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, which Chubb is finally back. They had a combined 230 rushing yards. That is amazing whenever you have that. Obviously, Chubb found the end zone. And then the receivers obviously didn't have to do anything. Defense came up to play, held Sean Watson, top five quarterback. Um, They absolutely put the pressure on him. And then just the defense played outstanding, just 100 with you. So that's basically how this game was. So, yeah, I didn't really watch this game. I'm going to be honest because we already know why. I'm not going to say it again, but okay. But I'm just going to give my brief thoughts about it and just, just yeah, all that. Um, basically, the Texans offense played horrible. Like, like to be honest, it looked like either team even wanted to win that game. Like, I, like I'm, again, I'm thankful that I have NFL Game Pass so I can record, like, so I can rewatch these games when after when I'm, when I'm sad. But you know, what I watched from this is that like, is like even though Deshaun Watson like looked like like is a top five quarterback, and I still home and I still say he, he is. He just doesn't have help around him. He's basically like Carson Wentz, but with less help. Mm-hmm. But um, no, the offense didn't, didn't really do that good. Like the Browns defense really did pretty good. Like the like the Browns should be pretty happy. Like Browns defense should be pretty happy about their performance, not their offense. So no one, no one person should be happy about their mm-hmm. performance on offense. I mean, Kurt Hunt had over a hundred as well. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah, like the running game, like the the running game was pretty good. Like the Texans couldn't stop it. Just like Baker, I feel like Baker was kind of overshadowed by the run game once again. But but he, he didn't really pass the ball that much. But when he did pass the ball, it was it was either a mixed bag because like you can either get like 27, 2018 Baker where he was, he was like a franchise quarterback, or you can get get twenty nineteen Baker where he just looks horrible. But. That, that's my thoughts about it, and and like um the Texans like this year like are just a train wreck. Like it's just a disappointment. Like I don't think anyone wants to sign yeah. with the Texans after I mean, that. Deshaun Watson man is so unlucky, man. You gotta get him some help. I know they have three decent receivers, but I mean, oh man, like he needs a number one. Like I bet him like watching D Hop, man, what he did this past week. Or, yeah. or just an offensive I mean, line. The offensive line thing. is horrible as well. But yeah, but enough about the Texans' struggles. We can we can make we can really do like an offseason like recap of every team. Like we can do that. But if we if we're, if we're ever gonna do that, then definitely. we're gonna. Look All right, back. let's move to another game that happened. There's actually I just remember this right now. More three o'clock games for us. That's it. You say. It was like more 305 to 325 games. It's more in the afternoon than in the morning. That's the first time that has happened in a while. But let's move to football team in Detroit. It was Alex Smith's first time starting 
in over 700 days. And you know what? He did really good. He looked and showed some flashes out there. Um, He had 390 yards in total. He didn't throw for a touchdown, and he didn't throw an interception, so that's positive after having three last week. Um, Mainly, it was just the running game. I mean, Antonio Gibson had two touchdowns. J.D. McKissick had that touchdown. And then the wide receiver receiver course, Scary Terry proving why he's still super underrated and really needs a quarterback to be really, really good. And then, basically, that's it. I mean, Scary Terry really did everything. And then the defense, I mean, not that good. He gave up 30 points to the Lions. Like, from a Redskins defense, not Redskins, football team's defense that was looking like, arguably, you could say a top 10 earlier in the year to this, now giving up 30 points to the Lions. Like, probably tanking, but... I mean, still, that's unexcusable for the Lions. Now to the Lions. Stafford, I mean, showed a Matthew Stafford game, 276 yards, three touchdowns. DeAndre Swift, the rookie, had all the carries, basically. 81 yards, none of them found the end zone between Carrion Johnson and AP. But Marvin Jones... DeAndre Swift, Marvin Hall got those touchdowns. Marvin Jones had a really good game, almost 100 yards. DeAndre Swift was, of course, involved in the passing game. Then Marvin Hall, I mean, he only had two catches, but 61 yards and a touchdown. Very good. And then the defense, I mean, Jamie Collins had nine tackles. Um, They got a couple sacks. No picks, of course. But I'm also disappointed in them as well. I mean, I know their defense is atrocious, but I mean, 27 points to football team. Like, I don't know about that. But what do you think? Um, yeah, Alex, Alex Smith, like, he actually played pretty good for not throwing a touchdown. Like, he played, like, probably, like, probably the best quarterback in, the, in this division. And, 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 and I would put Daniel Jones honest. over him this week, but we'll save that. We'll save that. But, yeah. But, um, Terry McCorn did pretty good. Like, the eye-opening play from him, from him, like, in that game was the jet sweep. Like, I think it was, I think it was like 20 yeah. or 30 yards. Like, that was just impressive. Like, that was just impressive by, by Scary Terry. And like Antonio Gibson and Jamie McKissick with the rushing touchdowns, like they're coming back. Like, Redskins team. like they, they can pull this one out and go to overtime. But then, Matt. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> we're still trying to get used to saying that, okay? Denard, it's it's kind uh, of inexcusable been, at this point. It's always been the Redskins slow. until this year. Yes, it's going to. Get some take some time to get used to, but and and again we're getting off topic, so I'm gonna like, shift shift it really quick. So, um, it looks like the it looks like the football team was gonna push it over time, and it looks like they're gonna pull one out, and then and then Matt Matt Prater just hit hit a 59 yard field goal for the win and push the Lions to four and five, and and quietly look like they no. they could be a decent team, but probably not. But, I, Lions fans should hope they that, that they lose the rest of the games because I mean because mm-hmm. I mean it's another year better draft picks. Well, 
Yeah, but we don't care. I mean, this we, this game was really not care. exciting as the score says. It was just mostly. No, I'm talking about like. No, I'm talking about like how. I'm talking about like what, like what, like team, how team, how bad your teams yeah, are. Yeah, it's not our teams. We don't care. Like we don't care. So, let's move on to the NFC South division right here. Tampa coming off the worst loss of the season. I loved watching that, but. Bounce back this week against the banged-up Carolina Panthers. Tom Brady, I mean, was just phenomenal. Like, I give credit. Tom Brady was very good. 341 through touchdowns. No pick. Rojo had that 98-yard touchdown. I mean, that was crazy. They ran the ball actually more than five times this week. So, they actually did that very well. I mean, Rojo had 192 yards. That touchdown, of course, for Ned. They're just feeding him in there, even though, like, obviously Rojo's way better. But they're just trying to force Fournette in to, like, prove, like, this signing wasn't for nothing. And then Tom Brady, of course, had that rushing touchdown as well. But, I mean, that's just a Tom Brady thing at this point. And then the receiving core, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, and A.B., and I guess you can put Gronk in there. The top four. Um, and combined, they had almost 200 yards. So, very good for them. Levante David leading that defense. I mean, JPP had an interception. Like They got a lot of pressure on Teddy Bridgewater and PJ Walker that game. And even Joseph Carlton. He actually played like a few snaps. But to Carolina, obviously CMC was banged up for this game. And then if you watch the game, we saw Teddy Bridgewater got injured again. So he's missing. He's going to miss time. CMC's already out for this week. So there's that for if you're a Panthers fan. But wish for a speedy recovery. Mike Davis got the load and was not good. Teddy Bridgewater had that rushing touchdown. Other than that, not good. And then DJ Moore continuing to prove why he's super underrated. 96 yards with the touchdown. And then defense, I mean, it was just horrible. Like, the Panthers' defense is horrible. We all know that. But, I mean, they give up 46 points to a team that only just scored three. I get it. It's the Buccaneers. But, come on. Like, you can make a better effort than that. Oh, okay. Um, well, like, if you just watch, like, the first half of this game, it looked like it was going to be a pretty entertaining game because, like, the first half, like, it was, like, neck and neck. It looks like it was going to be a shootout, like, Tom Brady versus Teddy Bridgewater in a shootout. Like, we, we all thought we, all thought we would never say that in our lives, but we are today. And it looked like it was going to be pretty entertaining, like a shootout, like I just said. But then the second half started, and then, and then um, Tom Brady just took over the game. Which I hate to say that, but it happened. But like the Bucks' offense overwhelmed the Panthers' the Panthers' defense in the second half. Panthers' offense didn't really do that good in the second half. I uh, even scored. I think they did. Like as you also, like as you, like as you said, um, hey Bridgewater got got hurt, and one of my favorite quarterbacks in 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 the NFL, PJ yeah, Walker. <laughs> I mean, he couldn't be asked to do a lot. I mean, they were just getting blown out at the time. 
Yeah. Like, Bucks defense did pretty good in the second half. They, like, they I don't know where, where that was in the first half, but they, they did okay. I'll say okay in the first half, but I was like, the Bucks, like, I, I'm still reframing from calling them a contender because I want them to be a, like a contending team. Like, we all know they can't beat the Saints. Like, they can't do that. So I, I'm guessing, like, I'm, I'm saying, like, if, like, if they be like, have to be like the Seahawks or the Cardinals, like, I'll, I'll, I'll the Packers, or yeah, the Packers, which, yeah, but it's Aaron Rodgers, he, he sucks. Okay, I'm just kidding, Packers fans. I'm kidding, Packers fans. I'm kidding. Okay, you don't have to murder me, but. <laughs> yeah. So we <laughs> move on to. I mean, this is just a boring game to be honest. And talk about them cheeseheads here, Jaguars and Packers. I mean, somehow this is a close game. I mean, this is embarrassing for the Packers. Like you almost lost, like on literally on the brink of losing to a one and eight Jaguars team. I mean, this is just horrible. They and Aaron Rodgers. They basically just watched Aaron Rodgers. But, I mean, Jake Lutton was horrible. 169 yards, a touchdown, a pick. James Robinson was phenomenal as always. And DJ Chark had that. Um, he had the most receiving yards. Keelan Cole had a touchdown receiving, and he uh, he brought back a kick return as well. Sidney Jones had the pick on Rodgers, and then, like, I mean, like, for the Jaguars' defense, which sucks, I mean, 24 points to the Packers, you know, I'd take that as a win. Aaron Rodgers still balled out. I mean, he still had 325, two touchdowns. You you held down Aaron Jones, which probably still not healthy yet, but you held him down to 46 yards. I mean, you let Mark Marquez Valdez Scantley have 150 yards on you, but he had that touchdown, of course. And then, of course, Devontae Adams got another touchdown because he's just a touchdown machine. But I mean, I mean, you stopped Aaron Jones. Arguably, you can say a top five running back, but I, I would take this defense as a win for the Jaguars, and then the defense for the Packers. Amos had that pick. And then, really, that was it. And then, before I let you say, I'm I'm pretty sure you know this as well, but obviously, after the game, we found out that David Bakhtiari, um, the left tackle for the Packers, got paid the highest contract in NFL history for an offensive lineman, 30 mil per year. So, I mean, that was crazy. I mean, like, tackle is one of the most important positions in, in football, and, like, and he is probably the best left tackle in the game, you know, so, but if you're going to pay that much to, to a tackle, then, like, then, like, invest in someone, like, then just trade for Jalen Ramsey, or just trade for Javis White, just get, just invest in a corner, like Jair. But, whatever, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that Dave's successful, I'm happy for him. Okay, but uh, um, back to the Packers game. Like, it was just... Um, it was a surprising game, honestly. Like, I was expecting this to be a blowout. Blow, a blowout, sorry. I was expecting it to be a blowout. I'm sorry to say it again. 
and um, it wasn't that. It, it was a close game. And I wouldn't say it was an exciting one, but it was a kind of a meh game. But um, it, it started out like, um, like kind of like, it was kind of a different game, to be honest. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, that, that's well, what I this really game was, say. to be honest. It was like them going back and forth with punts. Yeah. I really have. I'm gonna be. I, I thought I was something to say. I was really going really confident in this. I was like, okay. And then I didn't have anything to say. So I'm so. Let's just right, let's talk about baby. the game of the week that happened. Bills, Cardinals, and oh my gosh, will they know what happened? But you probably already know. But to the Bills, Josh Allen was. I mean. It's just a Josh Allen game, I guess. 284, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Of course, they had that trickery play. Isaiah McKenzie caught, I mean, threw that touchdown to Josh Allen. Um, Josh Allen also led him in yards and carries. So, there's that. Cole Beasley, proving why he's the second best receiver on that team, had over 100 again. One touchdown. Diggs had that amazing touchdown catch that should have stealed the game, but didn't and then Josh Allen of course had that receiving touchdown then to the defense um um of course Poyer had that pick but I mean didn't really I mean they had three sacks so I guess they put a little bit of pressure on Kyler but to Kyler Murray I mean this man was just very very good um 241 one touchdown one pick Obviously got it on the run game, 61 yards, two touchdowns. The return of Kenyon Drake, he had 100 yards on the dot. No touchdown, but still phenomenal game. And then we go to DeAndre Hopkins, which obviously, as you saw the game, made that Hail Mary catch, impossible catch, and he came down with it. Seven receptions, 127, yeah. It's not impossible. One touchdown. Had the only passing touchdown really he was just phenomenal in this game and then the defense I mean got those two picks Drake Patrick, Pat Pete we should have had like three Pat Pete dropped so many interceptions in this game finally got one and then yeah I mean the main point of the story was just DeAndre Hopkins's catch and then Kyler Murray's amazing throw to him and so what do you gotta say Um, this was probably like my favorite game to watch back, not on Sunday because I didn't watch it live again. But um, the Bills looked looked in the first half pretty good. Like it looked like this this was gonna be like it looked like that the Bills were just gonna run 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 them off the stadium. Like to be honest, and then and then the third quarter, I think mid third quarter when it started happening, like like they were scoring touchdowns. Like Josh Allen threw a pick, Kyler Murray. Like let let them do the touchdown. Like they're they were scoring. Pat and then and then Josh Allen threw another pick, and then resulted in another touchdown. And then and then they, and the Cardinals won one more touchdown. And then and then I think the Bills just got a field goal out. Uh, no, they got a, got a touchdown then a field goal, which put them up 31-26. And with eight seconds left in the fourth quarter, Kyler Murray running down the whole field just throws a the game winner. For DeAndre Hopkins, just throws it 
to DeAndre Hopkins and over three Bills defenders, which honestly was, to be honest, was covered kind of poorly. To be which, honest, I mean, I want to say this. Real quick. Like, how you I mean, like back? those three defenders were Tre'Davious White, who's arguably a top three corner. Micah Hyde is one of the best safeties in the league, and Jordan Poyer is one of the best safeties in the league. I mean, but yeah, the coverage was horrible, though. Yeah, but... And uh, and he caught the pass, and then the, Car- the Cardinals win, and then that started up a whole bunch of, bunch of conversations on his so... best wide receiver. I'm sorry, but I'm not going to inject myself into this conversation. It's still Julio. Like, my top three right now is is Julio, is Julio DeAndre, yeah, and Devontae Adams. Three, yeah. Like, I hate to break it to y'all, because, like, I'm just like, Julio Jones is in that exact same situation with Kyler Murray throwing that ball right on the money. What Julio Jones is what six three, right? Something like that. So I mean, literally the percentage of him catching yeah. that ball. I mean, you can almost put it like fifty, even though he's in triple coverage. He's just a phenomenal, phenomenal receiver. But we're not talking about Julio right now. We're talking about the game, and that game was just phenomenal. And I want to move to Chargers Dolphins. This is actually a very good game to watch as well. Two. Rookie quarterbacks back to back took into a uh, number five, Justin Herbert at number six. And then, of course, the Dolphins got the win in this. Justin Herbert, probably his worst game, to be honest with you. I mean, only 187 yards, two touchdowns, throwing a pick. He, of course, had that rushing touchdown. Keenan Allen had a touchdown, Hunter Henry with the other. I mean, but Keenan Allen only had 39 yards, and that's led the team. So I needed to throw it a bit more. Then the defense was, I mean, kind of like the Chargers, I guess, just giving up about 30 per week. No sacks at all. So, I mean, that's disappointing. No interception, of course. And then to the Dolphins, Tua was pretty good again. Just, like, he throws for about 200 and then, like, two touchdowns. Starting to get into the groove of things, you know. We're letting Tua ease in. 169 yards, two touchdowns, no pick. They had their new running back, Salvin Ahmed, take the load because Gaskin, Howard, well, Howard got released. Gaskin was injured, and then I don't know what happened to Matt Breida. But he had 85 yards and a touchdown. And then Jakeem Grant. Had only 43 yards that led the team, but had a touchdown. And then the defense. I mean, Miami's defense is so underrated. Xavier Howard had that pick. And then this defense was just phenomenal. Just shut down Justin Herbert to arguably have the worst game of his career. Okay. Um... Okay, I'm sorry. What's the game? What's the game? Oh, wait, no. Um, it was and Dolphins. Sorry. I, I, I was not remembering things, but... um, Yeah, it was. Herbert did disappoint me, which I was pretty mad about, again, because I... Like, I've been a pretty big Justin Herbert advocate even before, even before um, the draft. But... um, He's been doing pretty good, but he hasn't... But he, he disappointed me this game. 
And Tua, like, outshined him. I'm willing to admit that, but did he impress me? No, he didn't. There's, not, there's nothing. I like, like, like left, like lefty throw, like throwing, 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 throwing a touchdown that already would have been intercepted. Like that's impressive. But again, that's an argument for another time, which is probably not going to be never going to be discussed. But but the Dolphins did play pretty good. Like like um the defense, like even though it was Justin Herbert and like. And they almost lost, but like there are some times where where the Miami defense looked look like look like where it was when they were playing the Rams. But then, but then there's a lot of other times where it just looked awful. But it, it was just a mixed bag in terms for me for the Dolphins' performance and and the Chargers. Like to me, like really should have won this game. I'm gonna be honest. Like to me, the, the Chargers look like the better team. Like we all know, Key announced got that touchdown. But I thought the Chargers looked like the better team, but but then Tua out, out again outshined Herbert, and that's probably why they won. So yeah, and also the Dolphins are six and three yep. for the first time. Have a real chance in that division because the Bills are on a bye week and they got the Broncos next week. Speaking of the Broncos, let's move on to the Broncos game, which they got absolutely slaughtered by the Raiders. Vegas looking like a real wild card team right here. Drew Locke was horrendous. 257, one touchdown, four interceptions. I think that's the most this year out of any quarterback. Melvin Gordon couldn't even get the run game going. Philip Lindsay had two yards off four carries. Jerry Judy was still pretty good. Deshaun Hamilton actually got playing time because Tim Patrick, of course, was ejected, but he caught a touchdown. And then defense was just awful. I mean, they gave up 37 to the Raiders. I know the Raiders are looking like a wild card, but no sacks, no picks on Derek Carr. And then that Raiders offense, let's get to Derek. I mean, Derek Carr didn't even have that good of a game. He didn't throw for a touchdown. He didn't throw a pick. 154 yards. It was the run game that took over. That combination of Josh Jacobs and Devontae Booker, who's been really, really good these past two weeks. 112 yards for Josh Jacobs, two touchdowns. And then Devontae Booker had 81 and two touchdowns. I mean, just they're looking like the new Browns out there. I mean, Darren Waller had 37 that led the team. And then this Vegas Raiders team, obviously with the four picks, Nick Kwiatkowski, Kwiatkowski, I think it says, one pick, of course, Jeff Heath, I mean, had two, like, what? Even Carl Nassif had one. And then the sacks, obviously, they were all over Drew Locke. And then this defense, well, played out, played outstanding this week, and they obviously were just the better team and clearly deserved to win this game. Oh okay. Um, the Raiders' defense looked pretty good. Like the Raiders, like, like just outplayed the Broncos, like to a whole new degree. Like it was just murder. Like that's what it was. It was committed murder out there. And Drew Locke not looking like the future to the to the Broncos. But it's his first year starting, so we can't react too badly. It's his first year, so. 
No, like for having like yeah, a full starting job. Started, yeah. For your full season. Yeah, so it's his first year, so we can't react too badly. It's, it's like it's like um what's a rookie quarterback that did bad and then bounce back. I'm trying to remember Con I need I need I brain. Um Okay, I can't really think of one right now, but but there, those are pot. But those have happened. I trust me, they have happened mm-hmm. before. I just can't think of one right now. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh wait, no, Warren Moon. There, there, Warren Moon. Okay, yeah, yeah. it's embarrassing it took me that long. But okay. But Drew Lock, it looked terrible. Like it, 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 it was. In my opinion, yeah. it was even worse than the Kansas City game. Like it was just horrible. Like, like Vegas, this Vegas just dominated them every every single way. Just like it was just a massacre. Like the run game, they couldn't stop. Passing game, they couldn't stop. Like, like the Broncos, like were just hype. That's what they were because they got a great draft. Yeah, drill Casey. Like to that defense. Yeah, it was it also another, also it was because of injuries, but it was just like, but. It's, the progress has been just disappointing. Like Drew, Drew Lock is has so far not been back to the quarterback that we all thought he was, but that's it's right. first now year, to so. the NFC yeah. West matchup. I mean, like this put the the Seahawks down to third place in this division. I mean, like they were the second last undefeated team, and now they're third in their division. Russell Wilson was awful. I mean. 248, no touchdowns, two picks. I mean, Russell Wilson has just been awful like these past three weeks. He had the most rushing yards on the team, but Alex Collins, of course, found the end zone. And then, I mean, DK was absolutely shut down by Jalen Ramsey. 28 yards only for DK. Tyler Lockett had 66, and that's it. I mean, like, Jamal Adams actually, like, came to play. And then, like, of course, they got a couple pressures on Jared Goff. No picks, though. And to Jared Goff and the Rams, I mean, 300 yards for Goff. No touchdowns, no picks. But um, Cam Akers led him in yards. But Malcolm Brown, two touchdowns. Daryl Henderson with that touchdown as well. And then Josh Reynolds, 94 yards. It wasn't even Cooper Cup. Robert Woods taking the load. And then the defense, I'm impressed with. Again, I... This is looking like a top eight defense right here. Just held arguably the MVP front runner. I didn't think so. I will almost you know say, you just say top, top eight, because right? I want to. And so held them to two picks, no touchdowns. Very good game for the Rams defense. Okay, well the Rams are. Are a legit team right now because right now I thought they because like before the game I thought they were just like that like after that Miami game I thought like okay not now like the, the Rams are not are not as good as they, as they think they were like I thought that that like they just completely blew me away with that with that win over the Seahawks they shut down Russell Wilson the lean MVP candidate at the time and so some people still is but some people it's not DK got shut down like the whole offense like got shut down besides. Besides part of the running game, like Travis Homer, like uh, had pretty Collins, good games, like I mean, first even. 
Yeah, Alex Collins, like, what about how, what did Gabriel like? But, like, he was out of the league for like for like a few years, and it looked like a promising running back. He was like 24 at the time, and then he came back. Mm-hmm. Like, well, what a performance by him. Like, Rams defense looked outstanding. But the the whole story, like, the moral of this game. And we got a tight division in the NFC West. That division is phenomenal. To another divisional matchup, AFC North. Bengals, Steelers. Steelers remain undefeated at 10-0 and and are almost guaranteed. Actually, I'm pretty sure they win next week. They're guaranteed a playoff spot. So, Joe Burrow and the Bengals, I mean, somehow put up 10 points. But, I mean, Burrow was not really that effective. But what are you going to do when he gets sacked four times and is under pressure every play? So, I don't blame Burrow for that. I blame his offensive line. Samaje P. Ryan, 48 yards. That's it. Nothing great to talk about. T. Higgins was phenomenal, like always. 115 yards, touchdown, and then that's it. Defense was horrible. I mean, the Steers' offense wasn't looking too promising. And then now they completely proved that wrong. Like, Big Ben had 333, four touchdowns. Like, even though they didn't get the running game going, I mean, like, Deontay Johnson, 116, Juju, 77, Chase Claypool, 56. Those four had the four touchdowns. Like, amazing game. And then, obviously, the defense was just phenomenal. Getting to Burrow every play. And then... I mean, what are you going to do? Joe Burrow has no help over there in Cincinnati, like, for the offensive line. So, there's nothing he could have done this game. Like, I don't blame Burrow for this loss at all. You already heard me when you hear this. Can't speak. You already heard me say this word before in this episode, and that's called Murder. They just got mur- the Bengals got murdered on the field. Like the Steelers' defense just just didn't allow anything. Like they were gained to almost every play. Like they, they didn't have an interception. No. Like it was just fascinating. Well, yeah. Well, I'm trying to make it seem like it was okay. Acting. Sometimes they don't pay attention to what you say, but yeah, singing loud. But the Steelers' defense has played amazing. Like it was just a murder, and then and the offense played pretty good. Like now, now I can I'm convinced that the Steelers are legit. Like my, the first eye-opening performance of, from from the Steelers' offense I've ever seen since the Eagles game. And then um, that's all I have to say. Almost done with the week. Another boring game right here. This is somehow America's game of the week. We got the Niners and the Saints. Obviously, big injury happened in this game, but to the Niners, Nick Mullins was horrible as usual. 247, one touchdown, two picks. They did not get the running game going at all. Brandon Ayuk had that touchdown, 75 yards. He was very good. Defense got a lot of pressure on Drew Brees slash Jameis Winston. No picks, of course, but to the Saints. Obviously, we saw Drew Brees get injured. He is out for at least three weeks. I'm pretty sure he's going on IR. But he only had 76 yards on a touchdown. And then Jameis came in. He had 63. I'm surprised he didn't throw a pick. 
And then it was Latavius Murray, who got more carries and yards than Alvin Kamara. But of course, Kamara had those two receiving touchdowns, and then receiving, he did his workload. 83 yards, one touchdown. Did everything receiving. And then the defense, I mean, like, this Niners offense sucks. Malcolm Jenkins had the pick, and then Patrick Robinson. And I mean, like, they only got a couple sacks, but, I mean, this defense, like, really showed out. I know the Niners don't have good offense because of all their injuries, but, I mean, good showing for the Saints defense, though. Like, um, the Saints just outplayed the Niners. Like, they're just better on every facet of the field, like offense, defense, and special teams. Like, the Saints offense, I'm praying, hold on, I'm saying soon, I'm, I'm praying for Drew Brees, because I, because he's one of, the, one of my favorite players. He's a good person, besides, besides mm-hmm. the America thing, which we won't talk about that. But, it really sucks to him injured, like a legend. Mm-hmm. Which could have been Tom. But, whatever. It's life, but okay. Back to the NFL. The Saints played honestly, a, to me, a pretty average game for their standards. Like it wasn't really too eye-opening to me. Like, they were, like the only thing that was eye-opening was their running backs, which they did amazing. But, the only, but other than that, not something really eye-opening. Like not even from like this point actually. Like nothing, this game is just nothing really eye-opening, opening to me. It's just like I'm like, mm-hmm. I guess a terrible game. Man, like this game right here on Sunday Night Football. I mean, it was pretty pretty entertaining in the third quarter. I mean, other than that, not really. But Patriots get the dub over the Ravens, twenty three seventeen. Lamar. I mean, wasn't half bad. I mean, two fifty, two touchdowns, a pick. Of course, he led the team rushing. Then Willie Sneed had those two touchdowns. Defense was um, honestly not good. I mean, Cam Newton had a really pretty good, decent game. I mean, like one of his best in a while. I mean, Jacoby Myers threw for a touchdown. Cam had had actually his first passing touchdown in like I think like five weeks. Of course, he ran it in for one as well. Damian Harris and Rex Burkhead, very good. Jacoby Myers, of course, on the passing in, and then the defense. Kind of shut down Lamar Jackson. He was really good in this game. Um, to be honest, it was kind of disappointing to watch. Like, if you're watching the whole game, it was kind of disappointing because, like, you were expecting a better game. But what do you expect yeah. when when there's a lot of rain and it's windy? Like, that's what you kind of have to expect, even from with like an exciting player like Lamar. Like, it's still like it's still like. Before, like, anything, it's still Mother Nature's game. But, um, the, like, Ravens kind of played disappointing. Like, you, like, they got upset by the Patriots, which, which, it was, which, if it comes down to these, um, these weather games, like, like how we just saw, it comes down to coaching. And, and Bill Belichick has been, has been, was the better coach, was the better coach in that game. Yeah, we I think he was the reason why why the Patriots won. 
Yeah. Like, Cam Newton, he played pretty decently. Jacoby Jaco- mm-hmm. Myers, he's been looking pretty good, like, these past few weeks. Yeah. Even throwing for one. But, um, the Ravens, like, they play. There's, like, a lot of mistakes on on the field. Specifically, Matt Skira at the starting center. Like, they, the Ravens fans were so mad that they sent a death threat to him, which, don't do that. You don't encourage that. Please don't. It, that 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 could really take a toll on someone. I just don't do it. But but um, there's a lot of mistakes, like I said, from Matt Sakura. Like Lamar Jackson didn't like play like like below average. less than average, I guess. Yeah, below average. Also, that's what I'm trying to say. But. The offense didn't really play that good. It was really kind of a defensive defensive showdown. Both defenses played pretty decent. Like, Patriots Mm -hmm. defense. Like, they got a pick. J.C. Jackson. Hollywood. That's the incredible pick right there. I think it was on. um, All right. Let's move to Monday night. So, we have two games left Monday night. And then the Eagles. So, and we'll let John go on his rant there. But, Monday night, the Vikings got his dub. Vikings got the dub. Kirk Cousins, phenomenal. 292, two touchdowns, a pick. Cook had 30 carries only for 90. So that ruined his average a lot. And then Justin Jefferson was just very good again. And then Adam Thielen had those two picks. And then the Bears, we saw Nick Foles get injured. Like, prayers up for Nick Foles. Like, he was very good. And then, like, um, really, that was it for the Bears. Um, really, like, this game was just pretty boring to watch. But if you're into defense, then this is a game for you. But like, there's really not a lot of offense. But there, but there's, but it's because mostly because there's not great quarterbacks like Kirk Cousins, which he's terrible. Nick Foles, unless he's in Philly, terrible. But Kirk Cousins played pretty good game. Like he actually impressed me for once, which is. I'm sorry I said that I take that back but okay but on a serious note um, Kirk Cousins played pretty good like Dalvin Cook like there's like a little scare there he got injured but it was really Jalen Johnson his ankle got rolled up hope he's okay and then I don't even care about the rest of the game Nick Foles got injured man like that that really ruined my day my, my day because yeah, Nick Foles means a lot to Philly. Someone go we, down we know that. Okay. Yeah, wasn't he like um? He was on. Uh, he needed like um. What's that? What's it called? Carted off. Yeah, yeah he needs so the card. Significant time, but you know, there's up to Nick Foles over there. So, Mr. Trubisky, yeah. back mm-hmm. Mr. Trubisky. Looking like a playoff like, team, too. Probably not. So, let's go to Eagles-Giants for our final game. And, wow, this game sucked. Uh, you you just go right. off. NFC East, I'm going to you most of it. But, NFC East, I mean, just continues to be horrible. <laughs> the worst division by far in NFL history. Then this game proves it. I mean, the Giants at two and seven at the time beat the Eagles. Twenty-seven, seventeen. Carson Wentz 
not really good game, but I mean, didn't have a turnover, so that's very positive. 208 yards, no touchdowns, no picks, of course, no fumble. But man, what really worked well for the Eagles? I mean, their running game, like, in total, they had like almost 160 yards. Like, Miles Sanders and Boston Sky. I mean, the Giants cannot just stop them at all. And then receiving, it was Richard Rodgers who led him. Like, uh, I don't know what to say at that point. And then the defense was just awful, giving up 27 to the Giants. I mean, that's just horrible. And then to the Giants, I mean, Daniel Jones didn't have a throwing touchdown or pick. Surprisingly, in back-to-back weeks, Daniel Jones, I mean, getting a little groove he led the team in yards in rushing, 64. One touchdown, had that 34-yard touchdown or whatever. Darius Slayton, 93 yards. And then the defense was really good, proving why they're a top 10. Statistically, they're top 10. And James Bradbury, that defense is just phenomenal. I think, like, you got to put this game on Doug, but I'm going to let John take care of his Eagles right now. Oh, my God. This was... I'm going to let you rant, so I'm going to let you rant here. It was. I can't can't speak for this. 3 a.m. And I don't want to wake anyone up. But this is a dumpster fire. How do you come off this flat and lifeless off of a bye week? Like, what did Doug do? Like, did he just give him, like, all, all the week off and just not prepare at all? It's a division game. You're supposed to practice. And for fans, supposedly, you had two weeks to practice for this game. And did you even practice at all? Like, what was your game plan? Did you even have a game plan? Like, what was that, Doug? I watched you fired. Like, oh my, that was just a train wreck. Stop going for two-point conversions when we don't need to. Stop. <laughs> that puts us in a worse position. Lily, where was Fulgham the entire game? Like, Lily Fulgham did nothing. And also, where is Alshon? Where is he? Alshon had where no catches. Where was he the entire game? Like, where was Alshon? Yeah, so one pass you guys yep. got thrown to, like it was overthrown. And they couldn't even stop. The only, the only people that should be happy yeah, about that should be happy with themselves is the running backs. Shut up. Man, leave me alone. I'm, I was depressed after this game. I, I didn't want to do it. I. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I didn't really mean it, but you know how many motion. I, 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 it's like, what if the Cowboys play like that? You're the same, but less angry. But, but whatever. I'm uh, Jim Schwartz. Like, why were you not prepared at all? Like, um, like you let Daniel Jones run for a touchdown. You already saw that happen on Thursday night. But, but he tripped like a dumb person and then and, and then you allowed that to happen like did you even look at tape did you even look at tape 
I'm clearly. I don't think he does. I think he just looks at highlights the entire game. Like uh, Jim Schwartz. Like I'm calling this for this entire coaching staff to be fired except for Deuce Daly. He's cool. I want an entirely new coaching staff and new GM. I want Howie Roseman fired. I want Doug Peterson and the whole coaching staff except for Deuce Daly fired. I just wanted this whole like this. This hey, is man, embarrassing. Be careful what like, you wish for for a new coaching this... staff. You see what happened to my team? We like, suck. This... Well, because it, well, it was well, because you did that to yourself. So that's not our fault. But I want Eric Bieniemy. He can actually work with Carson Wentz and actually work to his strengths. Unlike Doug, uh, who just doesn't work to anything. Like, where, what, what happened to Doug? Like, this was a guy that called Philly Special on the Super Bowl. And it worked. And, 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 yes. I'm now convinced after this game that Frank Reich made him. I'm convinced. Because Frank Reich, he's doing amazing things in, in Indianapolis. Like, as you know, they just out, they just outplayed the Titans. Like, he's been doing some amazing things with, with the Colts. Like, I would rather have him as our head coach by a mile. I know this wasn't a, as a rant I was expecting, like I was expecting, but I couldn't scream because it's 3.30 in the morning. It's too late, it's too late for this, but it's, I mean, it's well, a train wreck. Yep, that's what's going on for Philly fans. But anyway... That is the reaction part to week 10. Let's move to predictions for week 11. All right, so let's start off, John. Pittsburgh, Jacksonville. I'm taking Pittsburgh as well. I'm picking Tennessee or Baltimore. Honestly, I don't know. Who to pick on this game because they both play pretty bad. I'm going to go with the, well. the, the Ravens. New just England or draft. Houston? Patriots. They 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 look they look pretty good. They look mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. their best. They, they look like they're well. best in a while. Dolphins or Broncos? Dolphins. I think the Chiefs win streak can keep going, but I'm I'll picking can, Dolphins as well. Jets or Chargers? Chargers, Herbert. Picking Chargers. Kansas City and Vegas. Chiefs. I think it's going to be a close well. one, but it's going to be Philly, Chiefs, Cleveland. <laughs> I'm taking the Browns. This is going to be a blowout game. The Browns are going to win. All right. Green Bay and Indianapolis. I'm excited for this game, actually. I think it's going to be a close one, but I think Packers went by. Bengals football team. Picking the Bengals as well. And we got Thursday night, Arizona, Seattle. Probably. Probably the game of the week. But I think Seattle takes the revenge. I pick take, Seattle as well revenge to for, for go win at home. Detroit, Carolina. 
I picked the Lions as well just because Bridgewater seems here out. Falcons, Saints. I'm picking the Saints even though Jameis is going to start. Saints. Rams, Buccaneers. That's a very good game for Monday. Oh. Ooh. You know what? Tom Brady has been I'm doing a good Bay. defenses, and I'm going to say and the Rams going to win. And then we got our final game at Dallas and Minnesota. It's not Sunday Night Football. Sunday Night Football so is the Chiefs Sunday Night Football. the Raiders. Monday Night was the Buccaneers Okay, and the Rams. well, Monday Night Football. Cowboys Vikings. It's so just on a regular Sunday afternoon. I want to pick the Vikings so bad because Vikings. I want the fuck I want the Cowboys to lose so bad. But I feel like honestly, and I want to get my predictions right. I feel like the Cowboys are just gonna find a way to win this game. You know what? No, after Minnesota against Chicago, no, I'm picking Minnesota. And they're almost in contention for a wild card spot. So that is our predictions for Week Eleven, and now. To close out the podcast now, we officially made it a thing last week. Now, we're sticking with it with our weekly power rankings. Alright, John, you got a 32. I got Jets as well, 31. Jets. I got Jaguars, 30th. Texans. Alright, Cowboys, 29th. Bengals. Football team. 28th. Jaguars. I got Texans. 27th. Cowboys. I got Eagles. Well, Panthers. 26th. That was for me. Uh, 25. I got Bengals. Broncos. 24th. Yeah, and Giants. Broncos and 23rd and for me. 22nd, I got Atlanta. I got 49ers. 21st, I got San Fran. Yeah, I got Atlanta. 20th, I got the Chargers. I got Lions. 19th, I got Detroit. I got the Chargers. 18th, I got Minnesota. I got the Bears. 17th, I got the Patriots. I got the Panthers. 16th, I got the Bears. I got the Patriots. 15th Browns. I got the I got the Raiders. 14th, I'm dropping them all the way. Titans. Bears. I don't think so. Okay, we we literally didn't go over like, with us at all. We got the Titans at 14th. I got Colts 13th. Yes. I got Vegas 12th. I got the Dolphins 13th. Out of my top 10, I got Seattle. I got Browns 12th. 11th. 10th, Baltimore. I got the Colts. 9th, I got the Rams. I got the Rams. 8th, I got Arizona. 9th, I got the Bills. I swear. 7th, I got the Dolphins. I got the Cardinals. Sixth, I got Buffalo. I got the Buccaneers. 
Fifth, I got Tampa Bay. I got Seattle. Fourth, I got Packers. I, I got Baltimore. Third, I got Saints. Yeah, I got Packers. Second, I have Steelers. And I Steelers. Number one, we got the Chiefs. Of and then Saints. Well, that was it for this week. So, and Adam, this, this was it from our podcast, and this is John.